Five, four, three, two, one, and he'll open the mic. Hi, I'm Miao Lu, business manager at the School of Media and Journalism, and this is Around the Sphere. Welcome to Around the Sphere, the podcast of the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University, produced and recorded by MDJ's students, faculty, and staff, just for you. Hi, my name is Alex Golden, and I am the current editor-in-chief for Count Wired this summer. I just kind of oversee everything, and I'm like in charge in a sense, but we honestly just work as a community and as a family. Um, we are the only student media that works in the summer. So we are having in-person reporters on campus, and we are also having remote reporters. Um, we are also collabing with the reporting class, which we do. So those eight students will be working for us, and they will be getting cla- uh, credit for the class, but also getting clips put on Kent Wired. If anyone is interested, they can email Kent Wired, or they can email me. My email is a g o l d e ten at kent.edu. You do not have to be a journalism major to be a part of Kent Wired. That's my favorite part of it, even though I am one. We're very inclusive. So we post our stories on kentwired.com. Um, that is where TV2 also posts their content, but for the summer, it'll only be um, written print stories. And then we also have our Instagram and Twitter that we use the most, and that's at CountWired. Hi, my name is Mia Cato. I'm a sophomore at Kent State University with a major in public relations and a minor in Chinese. And I'm also the chair for NMDZ on PRSSA's eBoard. Hi, my name is William Dakin. I'm a first-year sophomore here at Kent State. I'm uh, majoring in business management and minoring in international business. Um, I'm a member uh, with NMGZ, and yeah, I'm involved in a few different things in the business school. So NMGZ stands for National Millennial Generation Z, which is kind of a mouthful, but um, we have conversations with different companies. Sometimes they're Fortune 500 companies, sometimes they're nonprofits, and so our job is to really open up their minds and let them kind of do focus groups and ask us questions about what we look for in the workplace and what we're hoping to achieve and our goals and also our chance to ask them for advice so they could give us and it's a time for you to network but you can also help build your profile through it um, it's a really great organization and we also take quarterly trips and now that the world's opening back up uh, we're starting to take international trips so it's just there's a lot of different things that go into it but it's for the most part it's a way for people to better understand our generations. NMGZ is a, is a subcommittee of our PR, as I say, our Public Relations Student Society of America chapter here at Kent State. Mio, so what do you do as the chairperson? <laughs> My job is to basically go back and forth between our group and then PRSSA, make sure that they have whatever they need for us, whether that be something for the newsletter, maybe the website or uh, social media posts. And I also talk about us to them so that we have everything we need from them, whether it be just, hey, we want to put on this event or we want to be part of this event. How do we do that? And I also go back and forth between our advisors and the students as well. So I kind of just keep everything organized. (laughs) Yes. And in full disclosure, I am one of the advisors for NMGZ here at Kent State, as well as uh, Professor Stephanie Moore. NMGZ was started by Bill Amata from the IW Group, and uh, he did this because he wanted to help change those conversations back when millennials were in college, and now that we have Gen Z, that's where the mouthful came from the the name. I just want to point out that the Kent State chapter represents uh, most of Ohio. When Mr. Amata created the program, he did it so that each university or college would represent that state. 
and when you go on these trips that you are representing the the generation from those states which is really cool to me mm -hmm. because it means that you aren't just representing our university or your hometown it's the entire state yeah. so did you see that reflected at all in your calls or um, on your trips yeah there were um, I think the the previous call that we had uh, the girl was actually from Ohio um, so she called she called on me and asked me a few things um, just <laughs> being from the Midwest and being from Ohio um, so yeah being the only person on the call that could relate with them in that way mm -hmm. um, it was pretty it was pretty cool Kent State's involvement with the National Millennial Gen Z community uh, came from uh, an opportunity through an alum Chris Baldwin who knows Mr. Amata and Chris brought this opportunity to the PR program and said this was uh, definitely an organization we wanted to get involved with. So Mia, you went to Boston in late October. Uh, tell us about that trip and, and those companies you visited. It was really cool. We visited um, GBH now and we also visited NBC Universal at Boston. But I think the company that stood out the most to me would be Shark Ninja, which is um, the company that creates ninja cooking products, but also shark uh, vacuums as well. So they're actually one company under the umbrella. We spent like four hours there, but it was a lot of time, but there was a really great company. And, but overall, the trip was an amazing experience. I got to meet Bill Amata himself, the founder, as well as um, LJ Former, who is one of the founding members of NMGZ, and actually the reason, one of the reasons why Bill created the group. Hello, uh, my name is LJ. I'm one of the co-founders of the National Millennial and Gen Z community. Um, and why did we start it? Um, I think we noticed two things. Um, one, a lot of the major corporations didn't reflect the diversity of the United States. Uh, and we also realized, secondly, that uh, most of that diversity lived in uh, schools that are not always represented because many of the major corporations recruit from you know, the Harvards and the Yales of the world, um, but don't know much about the Eastern Oregons or the Western Connecticut State Universities, uh, you know, of the country. So we started the community to create some civil discourse and conversations with these companies in order to uh, bring that thought leadership uh, to their brands. And William, you recently went to San Francisco. Yeah, it was a great trip. Um, first time in California, so that's always great. Um, but no, we visited with some really cool companies. We got to meet with executives from Google and Wells Fargo. Those were our two big ones, as well as a lot of different media companies around the Bay Area. We visited uh, KQED Television and Radio and The Vine, which is located in Napa, which is kind of a local radio group there. Um, and then we also had the opportunity to collaborate with uh, a local coffee group. Um, my group, I was the team leader for the, this project. Um, I was with Ohm Coffee, and so they basically gave us their, their plan of where they wanted to go, and we gave them feedback. We actually pitched them, like we did a whole presentation and everything on how they can better get involved with our generation and appeal to our generation. So that was really cool. So that's a really great segue into how this group is actually changing these conversations. So these executives do want to hear from you, and it's not just how do we get your, your generation to buy our products, but also, you know, why, what makes you tick and what do you want from a workplace, right? Either of you, how were you changing those conversations? What questions were you asked that, that you felt like this is a question that is really helping them understand us better? I, I would say one of the things they really asked was what do we value in a corporation or in a company? What, what kind of services they provide, but only, not only the services they provide, but what kind of uh, service, like 
customer service and client relations that they would deal with? I think for us, they asked us a lot, and, and we brought up a lot the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion. That was probably one of the biggest things. And I remember William talking to me a little bit about how you were mentioning that. On yeah, San we did Francisco a lot of that. Well. But that's definitely one of the things that we always brought up to them was that's a really important part, and we really want to see that a lot more in our companies and corporations, as well as the importance of work-life balance and how uh, we're not going to put everything on the line for this one job that's not paying us enough or not giving us the best benefits or maybe not treating us the best. So really just creating that better work experience for us as a company. Yeah, Great. So students come from all 50 states in some cases. And territories. And territories. And some students are international. So what was that like, just, just being in this different place with all of these new people? Yeah, so on my trip to San Francisco, we had students from 21 different states there. Um, most of the states I'd really never been to. Then we had a few international students. And one of the international students, Haruka, she said something that really caught my attention. She says, I'm international because she's, she's from Tokyo. Uh, our parents live in London now. She lives in the U.S. So she says she's international, but now she really feels like she's international because she's been to the U.S., but meeting these people from all over the U.S., all different sizes, all different uh, states, um, it really just opens up your eyes to how different people can be in one country. For sure. <laughs> yeah, there were quite a lot of differences, and I don't think we were able to establish them as much. We didn't have as much free time as like you guys did on the trip to really get to know each other. But I think one of the things that we did a lot was um, on my trip, there was a lot of people who were of a Latin ethnicity. And so when we would go to these restaurants and they'd be playing music, the first thing they would want to do is clear the space to dance. So that was the first time I've ever experienced that. But it was a really cool experience to have because to them that was how you partied and also how you got to know each other and how you really got to show your side and your culture. And so it was, it was a lot of fun to have. We had four international students on my trip that when we went. And so they were from Afghanistan and Ghana and Dominican Republic, as well as China. So there was a lot of different conversations about that being brought to the table as well, which was really great. Well, I have a uh, Carla Ferrejo from Dominican Republic. She was actually my roommate when I was on the trip, but uh, I had a chance to pull her aside and ask her how she found out about NMGZ and um, how she found out about Bill and why she was on the trip. Hi, I'm Carla. I'm from the Dominican Republic. I'm majoring in corporate communications in Pontificia Universidad Católica Madre Maestra back in Dominican Republic. All right, how are you liking the trip so far with NMC Gen Z? It's been pretty cool. We have been doing a lot of cool stuff, meeting brands and having conversations, pretty good conversations about diversity, um, millennial and Gen Z perspectives about everything that they do. We've been talking to GVH, um, NBC, um, Sumix, um, Shark Ninja. They've been pretty cool with us. They care about the things that we need to say to them um, and our perspective. Yeah, I have a clip from Destiny Charles, and I have a really great clip of her talking more about the connections made with students and how important those are. 
Hey everyone, my name is Destiny Charles. I'm currently a grad student at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, pursuing my MBA with a concentration in marketing. The reason I joined NMGZ is because I not only thought it was a great opportunity to meet and learn from top executives and business owners, but to meet and learn from other students around the country and around the world. I really believe in lifelong learning, so I thought this was an amazing opportunity to really be able to capitalize on that and learn from other people and make those connections. So, uh, most memorable part of your trip, do you have one? I mean, the whole trip was kind of one big blur. I'm not going to lie to you. It's three days of being up till 11, waking up at 5. So, uh, it's kind of one big blur. But I would probably say any time we had a dinner. Because any time we had a dinner was a time where anyone actually got to like sit down and talk with one another. And Bill always has um, fun little challenges that he likes to surprise <laughs> you with. Which are supposed to be like team bonding exercises. And it definitely brings you together. But... Those were probably one of the funnest times we've had while we were there. I feel like this group, especially here at Kent State, we, we really struggled, and, and thank you, Mia, for bringing people to our group. I mean, William's <laughs> here because of you, and Annalena's here because of you. People don't understand the value of this organization. But after you go on these trips, you really yeah. feel like this group in action makes a difference. So was there something that happened in Boston for you that really showed that, other than just being together? Was yeah. there a moment like that? Yeah, it was definitely Shark Ninja. Like I mentioned, we spent four hours with them. And in that four hours, I mean, we went from a company before them that did not care to meet us. And I think that was what really showed us why Shark Ninja was such a great company was because they were so excited to meet us. They had greeters at the door. It was raining. They had these um, like guys come out with umbrellas to like <laughs> usher us into the building. They, the I forget his name, and I'm sorry about that, but uh, he was in charge of us at the time, and he was so excited to show us the facility. He was showing us they were building a new facility because they actually needed to expand some space. He wanted to show us the kitchens, and then we I think we conducted like two or three focus groups for them, and every single person we met was just so excited to hear what we had to say about not just our generation or what we wanted in a company, but what we thought about their products. They wanted to show us the products they were catering to people of our generation. And yeah, they wanted to see like what would sell, but they were also really curious, like how would we change it? What would we do with it? And they actually ended up implementing a lot of our social media ideas that we gave them, which was a really great experience for us to be around them. But yeah, it was four hours of just talking <laughs> to people who genuinely wanted to hear what we had to say. And so that was, I think that was the most successful meeting we had. And that was definitely one that Bill was the most happy about. Yeah. And it was one that we all walked away with probably the best experience with. I so say we had a lot of, uh, yeah, what Mia said, the whole trip is really memorable. Yeah. Um, I would say probably when we met with uh, Back to the Roots, which is a, a mushroom kit growing company, um, but they're, they're an international company now. The founder actually met with us outside on a picnic table. It doesn't sound like it meant a lot, but once he started talking about what they're doing and what time of the year we're in, we're in what they call the 100 days of hell for gardening supplies <laughs> and everything. They're selling out in the spring. Um, so there's 13 employees at his company and he does a lot of work. Um, but he spent almost an hour out there with us. He was supposed to only be out there with us for 20 to 30 minutes. Really great guy. Asked us a whole bunch of questions about what we wanted to do and how, what was our plan to get there. And the one question that stuck out to me the most was, what, do you, what would you do if you had no limitations? So no financial limitations, no like location limitations, anything like that. What would you want to do with your life and are you working towards that? Hmm. Um, so that was something that really stuck with me. It was probably one of the best moments of the trip. Wow. 
All right, so I just want to thank USG and PRSSA for supporting uh, both of you on your trips. Uh, we got a lot of funding from the university for that, so that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And obviously Bill um, is, yeah. is very generous as well with, with just <laughs> organizing these trips, but also sometimes with, with financial um, help as well. And it's just been amazing to have this partnership with him. So where can people learn more about your trips? Well, you can email me. My email is mkadle, C-A-D-L-E, 2, at kent.edu. Uh, we also have a web page on PRSSA's website, so you can find us there. My email is also on there, as well as um, Professor Armour and Professor Moores. And that's prssakent.com slash NMGZ. We have big plans for next fall. Good. So. And you have a blog post up on the website as well about your trip. And you're working on one, William, yes? Yeah, mine will be out soon. Okay, fantastic. And so how can people, other than emailing you, how can people get involved with NMGZ? You can start by getting involved with PRSSA. I'm at every single PRSSA event that we have. Well, I do want to point out, we're allowed to have four active we participating are. members, and, and how many do we have? We currently only have three. Okay, so, so there's room, right? One. <laughs> so if you want to set up an interview with me, let me know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. All right, well, thank you both so much, and I'm so glad you got to go on these trips and have these experiences, and I really hope that that's going to help you move forward and obviously think about what you want to do with your lives. I hope that you can continue to bring that to the underclass students who want to join our group and, and help them uh, yeah. find their way as well. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having us. All right. Well, hello. This is Professor Luke Armour, and I am here with... Kimmy Daniels. Nick Underwood. And I just wanted to uh, bring you two together. I, first of all, I think this is the first time all three of us have been together in a room. And I just wanted to thank you both so much for everything you have done for taking this idea we've had uh, last year and, and making it a reality. We have two semesters of, of awesome podcasts, and it's all thanks to the two of you. Um, I just want to thank you on behalf of all the faculty, staff, and the students at MDJ, and especially me, and especially Director Emily, because this was kind of our vision, and you two brought it to life, and it was, it's was it been amazing to listen to it every other week, and um, I know all the work and effort you've both put into it, so I just wanted to thank you both so much. Well, thank you. I still feel crazy that we're about to graduate, but it's been such a fun time, and thank you for the opportunity for everything. Yeah, absolutely. It was a fun experience, you know just going through this and making it for the students and for ourselves as learning to be professionals. Yeah, well, and congratulations to you both, because as you mentioned, you are graduating, and it's bittersweet for us every May and December when students that we love graduate, so good luck to you both. Um, do either of you want to talk about anything graduation-related, or you want to avoid the subject? <laughs> Thanks, no, I can avoid it. I still can't believe it's happening. I don't think it'll be real until I have this piece of paper in my hand that says it's real but yeah yeah it's just such a surreal thing to have all these skills and to go out there and then be completely terrified to to, to think that you may not have anything to make it <laughs> no you do though we've we've taught you and you both have already shown that you have a ton of skill sets so i'm i'm confident that you'll be doing amazing things right but it's, it's mostly just you know like like the uh the nervousness yep. the nervousness i think especially like the podcast showed me that like there's a story with everything and i learned that throughout all my years here in mbj of course but just like being able to look at the normal and like being nervous about it but then realizing that everybody's nervous and like everybody's just trying to figure it out um, that was like something back to the podcast that I learned a lot is that I was really freaked out a lot of the time and then I realized that we were all just trying to figure out the exact same thing and working on it together and to like 
take a deep breath. And I think taking that into like the the real world too mm-hmm. after graduation of like we're all just trying to figure everything out and creativity is everywhere. Yeah. I think that really showed its head as, as we were trying to figure things out, especially for me. Yeah, and this, I think this does has provided you with some skill sets. I mean, obviously, there was nothing. We handed you essentially a plan, and, and then you created this thing. And so you had a lot of um, wiggle room in order to how are we going to make this work, but also, you know, there was no path before you, so you just kind of made your own, which was amazing because you both did it, and we provided you with some guidance, but at the end of the day, everything that was recorded and everything that you said and everything you wrote was, was because of the two of you. So That's what I liked so much about it is that we didn't have to follow a path. We yep. could trailblaze. We could make around the sphere what we thought it could be. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I can't speak to the people who will take on after <laughs> us yeah. because they will have to follow in our shoes. And and that's for them to figure out how they want to transform and make the podcast their own. But mm-hmm. for us, we really broke the foundation and that was enjoyable for me. Excellent. Yeah. And I can't wait to like look back and keep listening and just see what it becomes and like changes into as it changes like people controlling it and stuff like that and the people in our position I can't wait to see what it becomes yeah and and you'll always be able to look back on this and and realize that those two first semesters were all yours right Mm -hmm. and and that's amazing um I just want to ask you a couple quick questions like do you have a favorite moment from the podcast over this past year that you want to talk about or any one of the episodes that was your favorite or I have two favorite episodes they're both from this season, both of the senior scaries. So the first one and the one that just came out last week or the last episode um, with Maddie and Anna, Maddie Heiberberger and Anna Huntsman in the first episode, those are two people who are like near and dear to my heart. So it was just really um, interesting to hear their conversation. It felt like I was sitting and talking to two of my friends, but just listening and eavesdropping. And like we said, we're graduating. So it was like really refreshing and I had a lot of good things to say that were like oh like I don't actually need to be freaking out right now like I can like I said before just keep taking a couple deep breaths and um, same with I think starting this semester with it and ending the semester with it kind of like rounded everything out um, because I really liked last the last episode we did um, kind of just had the overall theme of like give it your best shot and do everything that you can and that's very inspiring to hear right before graduation yeah excellent good Uh, for me I guess I got my two uh, the Holgren ep- episode from season one, mm-hmm. that was great to listen to. He transformed mm-hmm. e- my college career. Like His class like changed the way I view things and really got me into this. So before this, I had taken Professor Rubenowitz's cl- class, mm-hmm. and that was the, the doorway in. But taking his class just really just blew my mind. It made me something I wanted to really go into. And the second thing that I really enjoyed, it wasn't like a moment, but more like moments is just I get like a text from uh, from Kimmy to tell me to go record something real quick <laughs> in, in about like an hour and then I have to like run over there and like and sweet talk the SRL to give me equipment. And that's what I mean. You guys just made it work, right? And and I think you, Kimmy, knowing how you were feeling and you were like, surely other students are going to want to hear what it's like to graduate and, and putting that content together and, how, and, and finding these amazing people who would tell these stories um, was great. And then Nick always being on call, essentially, you know, we have to record this thing and, you know, working around your schedule, your class schedule. Uh, and you both just, you rose to the challenge, and I really appreciate it. Absolutely shout out to Nick, because he's completely right. Every single time I was like, hey, this person is going to be in the newsroom or in this place in like 10 minutes, he'd be like, okay. <laughs> and we would figure it out, and it always got done. So shout out to Nick for that. Yeah. I think 
that's one of the most interesting things is like how can we make this podcast about MDJ and going around and finding you know what are the sounds of our building and um, that intro that you recorded from TV2 for that we're that we're using for the opening of the podcast is really fascinating to me because that is what it's like to be in that room and it's just a I'd like to keep you know working on that and, and having the new crew come up with a, a plan for how do we represent the the building um, and all of our majors in a way. I mean, good luck finding a better intro than that. <laughs> but, you know, because well, I tried. <laughs> like, like, we even agree. We're like, yeah, this is pretty good. We yeah. can't really top this. Yeah. But, you know, so, so many things are changing. I know that with the accreditation recently, things will be changing in, in some different directions. And the fact that, you know, Kent Independent, Independent Films back up and they're up and running, mm-hmm. doing stuff and you just got all this stuff happening that I feel like it's really going to start transforming. Yeah, it's true. I mean, now that we're back in person and we're having events and the, the um, uh, Female Filmmakers Initiative has their event tonight and um, the PRSSA event is tonight. So there's a lot of stuff going on and it's so nice to be back and, and, and with all of these in-person events and just seeing people and celebrating what we do here. Uh, any pieces of advice for your replacements? <laughs> so many. Um, have a backup plan, but don't be scared if you don't have a backup plan. Um, things fall through a lot, and it can be really frustrating, um, and it's really comforting to know that even if plan A falls through, there's plan B. Um, and at the same time, plan B can fall through, and plan C can fall through, and you can think, why did I do all of this planning <laughs> if none of this is going to work? And it can be frustrating. But it's really the way you learn the most, and it's how you learn how to put all the skills you've actually gathered to work the most of like, all right, now nothing I thought I was going to do has worked, so I just need to make something work in the next four days. And it usually does. And if it doesn't, that's okay, too. <laughs> We're all learning. That's mine. Yes. And call for help, right? Yes. Raise your hand. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Nick? For me... First of all, make sure you're recording. Big, 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 big thing. <laughs> make sure you're recording. Second of all, make sure you save your stuff to the dr- to the cloud. Yeah, great. Very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and but overall, uh, it's not really about technical know-how. It's all about getting the feel for what you think the podcast is going to be. Yeah. Because I had base like editing knowledge, but I had enough, and I and I could understand what this podcast was going to be, that I could just piece it together. That was like my cool part, like. But like getting all that information and some of the, the the student organizations and just piecing it all together into one thing, and make, making all of our hard work into mm-hmm. just one thing for the students to listen to, that's the most important thing. Is is just make a product that you think people will want to listen to, mm-hmm. and that you're proud of. Well, I'm proud of both of you. So thank you so much for, again, um, taking this crazy idea and making it a reality. And um, good luck to both of you. And uh, any final words? Good luck and have fun and reach out to me if you need any help or have questions. I would love to be a resource for this podcast for the rest of my life. So, <laughs> And I'm taking that to the grave. I mean that. You'll we never recorded it. Me. Now it's yeah. official. Yeah. yeah uh, you can email me sometimes. <laughs> All right. Thank you both so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Around the Sphere. Please send us your thoughts, comments, and feedback at mdjpodcast at kent.edu. Music for this podcast was written and produced by Assistant Professor Scott Hallgren. 
This episode was produced by Nicholas Underwood, digital media production major, and our podcast project manager is Kimmy Daniels, public relations major. This podcast was advised by MDJ director Emily Metzger. Special thanks to all the students, faculty, and staff who made this episode possible, and a very special thanks to you for listening. We'll see and hear you around the sphere. (laughs) Nice. Did you wait that whole time to cough? Yeah.